Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Can you believe it? Here it is midsummer, and the coronavirus is still with us. In fact, lately, most of the COVID-19 news has been bad, a flare-up in cases in a number of states where prior results had been encouraging school districts around the country wrestling with whether or not to open schools this fall and how to open them. Some states and localities, most notably California, reversing earlier easing of restrictions and closing back up. But on today's program, we're going to concentrate on good news. My guest, award-winning author and worldwide meditation expert, Susan Shumsky, D.D., is here to remind us that despite the misery caused by COVID-19, the pandemic also has been responsible for some positive, even miraculous things. And she'll also touch upon why it's good for us to pause for reflection and reevaluate our priorities. As a result, the world is now operating on a higher um, vibrational level. And here's some more good news. Susan Chemsky also is here to introduce methods of meditation, easy to master, that can open the doorway to infinite consciousness, awakening your mind, spirit, and intuition. And before I introduce this amazing lady, here are a few of Susan Chemsky's accomplishments. She's an award-winning author of 17 books, including the 2020 book we'll talk about today, Third Eye Meditations, Awaken Your Mind, Spirit, and Intuition. She's a pioneer in the human potential field. She has taught meditation, prayer, affirmation, and intuition worldwide over the past 50 years, and she spent 22 years in India where among her mentors was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was guru for a little English musical quartet you may have heard of named The Beatles. And uh, Susan's life is dedicated to helping folks like you and me take command of our lives in highly effective, powerful, and positive ways to the benefit not just of ourselves, but the folks around us and the planet as a whole. And hello, Dr. Susan. It's indeed an honor to have you with us today. Well, it's my pleasure to be here with you today, Roy. Well, before we get started, one quick question. During your six years on the staff of your mentor, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, did you have the opportunity to meet the Beatles? (laughs) Uh, No, I did not. The Beatles were gone before I uh, was on Maharishi's staff. (laughs) They had left, they had walked away from Maharishi in 1968. Oh. Uh, they were they were in India with him in Rishikesh where they were studying meditation. Oh. I did apply to that course. I did not know the Beatles would be there. I did apply to that course. I applied to three courses before I got accepted. And the reason for that was I was just a little bit too young 
<laughs> and Maharishi was uh, allowing only people who were at least 24 years old with a college degree to attend the teacher training courses. So, uh, yeah, but I did go then finally in 1970. I went to Rishikesh and studied with Maharishi in that same ashram uh, that the Beatles had studied in, yes. That's great. Well, turning to the present, can you highlight for us some of the positive, even miraculous things that have occurred during the COVID-19 pandemic? You know, anytime there is a crisis, we find the best aspects of people coming to the forefront. Uh, people, generally, people are good. They have good natures. And when there's a crisis, they meet the challenge. And we've seen it in so many ways in this crisis. For example, 30,000 healthcare workers coming, going to New York yeah. When when New York was in dire need during the height of the pandemic. And so many of them uh, were working uh, long hours at risk of themselves to serve others as well. Very much. In fact, um, about seven or 800 uh, health care workers have died as a result of the COVID crisis. Yeah. These are true heroes who stepped up in every possible way. But even average individuals have uh, have done their part, you know, volunteerism, helping others, even, you know, getting food for your neighbors. I mean, everyone is stepping up. The best parts of themselves are really coming to the forefront. Uh, you know, there you was a, we're also honoring our teachers and realizing just how important they are to our children's future now that they were, they're not able to see our kids every day. And, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yes, and we would just pray that that in the future there would be more value placed on the teaching profession and their salaries would be raised because, in fact, they are probably the most important members of society and way, way underpaid yeah. people. Um the another interesting thing about the pandemic is the fact that the earth has had a moment to breathe uh, <laughs> the destruction of our planet and the extinction event that really we're barreling towards uh there's been a pause in that so the question is whether we will uh, use the lesson of that and become more aware of conservation and ecology after this is all over. Because what we found during the pandemic, during the lockdown, is that the earth had a minute to heal itself. <laughs> uh, bees started coming back. Uh, the most important part of our food chain is bees who are pollinating uh, the, uh, the plants so that we can have... Uh, sustainability on this planet water clearing up um, we found that during the lockdown very quickly the water was recovering on the planet in fact the entire ecological balance was really coming back during that lockdown the question is are we going to learn from that and you know it just may continue simply because the carbon emission probably is going to be permanently less because people, the uh, 
large industrialists, the large people with uh, huge corporations are finding that they can save money by having people work at home. Yeah, if people are working real. at home, when people work at home, we're going to have less um, carbon emissions. Yeah, all these silly 30-mile commutes from the distant suburbs into the central city don't make a lot of sense in a lot of cases. That's right. <laughs> You're right about that. Well, you and then we have the pandemic is uh, forcing us to be more introverted, and that's good. Why is it good that we are focusing on ourselves and less on others? Well, the reality is that the consumerism and the uh, attitude of uh, one-upsmanship and the whole thing about uh, let's see how much how many how much stuff we can acquire and how important we can how much we can blow up our own egos <laughs> how self-important we can become the reality is that that's all illusion that's all that isn't real and now we're getting the reality check we're coming back to values that have been missing from society. Yeah, if we don't understand what our true value is, we aren't of value, much value to anyone else. (laughs) Exactly. You're right. You're right. So so now people are starting to, uh, they have to, they're being forced. It's like a forced meditation during lockdown. People have to stay home. They have to deal with themselves. They have to deal with their spouse and their family and their children. They have to, uh, they have no choice. They, they're going to have to either get along or get, or get divorced, you know. So it's really important that, that people come to the realization, uh, that they, that they have value within that their um, inner aspirations are value, valuable. And I think the um, huge amount of creativity has come out as a result. I mean, we see all over the Internet the kind of cre- creativity that has been spawned by this, by this pandemic. People are starting to realize, well, maybe I can take a new a trajectory in my life, perhaps what I've been doing is not really my true heart's desires. It's yeah. not really my true purpose that I may decide to change my profession. I may decide to change the hobbies that I'm involved with. Um, and, and maybe I can find more harmony within the home and more harmony within myself. Yeah. Yeah, and People well, are beyond, also more interested staying in... healthy, if there was one piece of advice you could give uh, to our listeners during this coronavirus pandemic, what would it be? Well, here's some practical advice. Support your local businesses. Yeah. Support small businesses. Here's some spiritual advice. Learn to meditate. Practice meditation and learn to develop your intuition because oh, now that's, more th- that's just what I was going to get to. Let's talk a bit about meditation and your new book, Third Eye Meditation. Uh, can we please begin with the, the basics? What is the definition of the term meditation, and what precisely does it mean to meditate? Well, meditation is a practice where you go into a higher state of consciousness 
uh, beyond the, the normal states of consciousness that we experience of waking, dreaming, and deep sleep. Meditation is a fourth state of consciousness, uh, which is a higher consciousness, transcendental awareness, where the body is in a state of deep relaxation and, and peacefulness. The mind is at peace. The body is at rest. Uh, it's known as restful alertness, where the body is deeply, deeply re- relaxed, but the mind is uber alert, very alert. You know, what, to carry it further, what is guided meditation as taught in your book? Uh, how does that differ from other types of meditation? Well, guided meditation, I call that the do-nothing program. It's uh, you do nothing, nothing, and less than nothing. Simply by following the instructions of the meditation, the guided meditation, you are guided through the process step by step. So you don't have to know how to meditate. You don't have to have any skill or practice. You just follow the instructions. It's very simple. It's the simplest way to meditate is guided meditation. Your book is titled Third Eye Meditation. What is the third eye? I've heard of four eyes, but I don't know what the third eye is. Okay, so we have our two eyes by which we see this beautiful world. But there is a third eye, which is, Known as the third, uh, known as the sixth chakra or sixth energy center in the body, which is in the center of your head, in the area of the pineal gland, and that particular energy center is the center of illumination and higher consciousness. It's also the center of uh, of clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. That means being able to perceive things that are hidden from view to be able to perceive realms of existence that are that are beyond this material world and be able to develop your subtle sensory perception, otherwise known as supersensory perception, yeah. uh, which is being able to see, hear, and feel things that are yeah. not I in like the material how you, world. I you discover who you really are and fulfill your true purpose. That's yes. probably what the major benefit I can think of. The Absolutely. Sense of consciousness, and deep, you're also deeply relaxed and uh, make commitments to things. I liked all those in the book's introduction. You talk about some of that, what the book is designed to do for people. Uh, well, uh, as you uh, can, you please give us some of the meditation myths that folks have. Uh, some may prevent us from getting full uh, into meditation because they hear all these stories about how difficult it is. And, all the other problems with it. Can you run through a few of those myths? Well, one of them is that meditation is difficult. (laughs) But when you do guided meditation, it's extremely easy to do. All you have to do is just follow the instructions. And um, another one is that meditation is mysterious and tangible and impractical. But it really is the most practical thing because it increases your health and well-being, reduces hypertension, reduces stress, it's probably the most practical thing you could ever do. Uh, and it's also is, not something weird that only hippies from California can do. I know that was another one. That was that's in correct. <laughs> that's another meditation myth. In fact, people from all walks of life, even in corporations, meditation is taught. Uh, it doesn't really be- conflict with certain religious beliefs, does it? 
It does not. You can practice meditation that is completely non-religious, just experiencing deep rest and deep relaxation. But certainly um, there's nothing that I saw in your book or anything else that conflicts with the Christian religion, the Jewish religion, or I assume Muslims or any other major religion of the world. Yes, that's that's true. Um, another myth is that people who are impatient or restless can't meditate. But even if you think you can't sit still, you can meditate anyway. Uh, just begin by taking some deep breaths, perhaps three slow, deep breaths to settle down, and then just follow the instructions that are in the book. The book meaning this book, we're talking about Third Eye Meditations. Yeah. You also, I know, recommend maybe recording some of those on the phone, closing your eyes and listening to those instructions as well. That may be I do. better than reading. Yes, I do think that it's better to uh, record to record some of the meditations that are in this book, ones that you want to practice, record them on a device, and yeah. then sit down, get comfortable, start the playback at a low volume, close your eyes, and just follow the instructions step by step. You will be guided into deep meditation by... By listening to your own voice guiding you into the deep meditation. Well, where is the best place for our listeners to go to preview and purchase your book, Third Eye Meditation? I recommend that you support your local businesses. Therefore, I recommend IndieBound, which oh. is online, which will take you to your local bookstore. Oh. Or, of course, you can buy it at any online retailer that sells books. It's called Third Eye Meditations. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. But I please, please support your local bookstores. Support your local businesses. And how you find them is on IndieBound.com. Yeah, That's I-N-D-I-E-Bound, B-O-U-N-D. Um, my website is DrSusan.org. That's DrSusan.org. Is that and also, spelled out or just D-R, Susan? Either way, we'll get you there. Oh, okay. And also, I have another website, which is uh, divinetravels.com. That's D-I-V-I-N-E, travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S. That, that's plural on the travels, okay. divinetravels.com. Okay, that sounds good. Well, to conclude, uh, as uh, society continues to battle COVID-19 and all of us await an effective vaccine, each of us has a choice to make. We can lament our loss of freedom, our ability to earn a living, for some of us anyway, our kids' lack of schooling and socializing, and we want a medical solution, wait for it. Or the other choice is to take the time out to go beneath the surface of our lives before pandemic and determine what we really want to do and accomplish throughout the rest of our lives how um, really positive our life was before the COVID-19, and maybe it wasn't that great anyway. But for most of us, the uh, answer should be obvious. Why waste a good time out? In fact, uh, this is an ideal point in time for you and I to meditate, And but I uh, fear that most of us are not prepared to receive the full benefits that uh, are available through medita uh, meditation, and the uh, healing, spirituality, and un uh, uplifting thoughts that can be gained. And that's why I recommend that you uh, consider purchasing 
Sharon Semke's book, Third Eye Meditations. Uh, it'll take you along, and you don't have to have any skill at all. Just follow her directions, and I'm sure you'll discover the wonderful benefits of meditation. And what better time to do it than starting now? And as Susan points out, some of the amazing positives that are brought back uh, and been brought about by the pandemic, and you can add one more by making your life much more positive, concerned with others and with the planet. And uh, let's all get together and uh, make it not just the same but better when we come out of this COVID-19. And thanks a million for joining us, uh, Susan, and best of success with your books, your coaching, and all that you do. Well, thanks for inviting me. I really enjoyed speaking with you today, Roy. And bye for now. Let's all go meditate on a better future for all of us. Wow, that was an eye-opener talking with Susan Chumsky. I always thought she had to have a special talent to successfully meditate, but now I learned that to perform directed meditation, or third-eye meditation as she calls it, to awaken the mind, spirit, and intuition, all you really need to do is to fill your mind with nothing, then just follow instructions. Sounds strange, but yet uh, directed meditation works for millions worldwide. And before we go, I'd like to touch briefly on an article I uncovered in the July 14, 2020 Wall Street Journal, an article by Andrea Peterson titled How to Build Resilience to Weather Hard Times. And we're in plenty of those, aren't we? And the article is based upon an interview she had with... Uh, Dr. Rick Hansen, a clinical psychologist and author of the 2018 book, Resilient. Sounds like a great book to read. Rick Hansen is a senior fellow at the University of California, Berkeley, Greater Good Science Center. And my father went to Cal Berkeley, so I can certainly uh, recommend the source. Now, all uh, what... He is quoted as saying in the article, makes a ton of sense to me, and I'm certain it will to you as well. With COVID-19 cases continuing uh, rising in many parts of the U.S., especially Florida and Arizona, California, and the economic and employment outlook far from certain, just when many thought they were improving and things would improve, it can be tough at times not to slide into despair and to feel helpless uh, to avoid the catastrophe and to make things better. Um, resilience is what helps keep us relatively on even keel when the waves come, and if we get knocked over, it helps us recover. Resilience consists of psychological strengths like grit, compassion, gratitude, emotional intelligence, and agility. Well, we'd all like to have those, wouldn't we? Uh, we're in for a very rocky year and the rest of the year, and who knows how long after that, with a lot of catastrophes along the way, and people who are resilient can cope better and maintain a fundamental sense of well-being and we can certainly use that. So why can resilience be so tough to achieve? We all agree we need it in times like this. 
Well, believe it or not, the brain has a negativity um, bias. That's what uh, Professor Hansen tells us, uh, which makes it like Velcro for bad experiences, good old Velcro, and uh, Teflon for good ones. When you have a performance review, for example, and the boss gives you 10 points of feedback and nine points are excellent and one is room for improvement, what do you obsess about? How many people are feeling a lot of fear, alarm, discord, and dread that they may be feeling lonely or isolated, even though there's millions of others in a situation as bad or worse than them? I can uh, attest to that, and I'm sure you can, too. So what can you and I do to build up our own resilience? Well, Dr. Uh, Hansen has uh, a simple saying, deal with the bad, turn to the good, uh, take in the good. Take in the good and help it sink in. No matter how crazy it is around you and how bad it is, there are always things you can do inside your mind to make things better. He continues, first, uh, find your footing. In other words, in any kind of shaky situation, you want to slow down, listen to the experts. Don't uh, try to ignore the experts. You need to know what's going on. Find out what's really going on, then make a plan and work your plan. You know, everyone hears the same bad news, but the resilient individual goes inside and works on planning to get around it, waiting for a miracle instead of waiting for a miracle to occur and someone else to do all the work. When you're dealing in, uh, with massive uncertainty on a large scale, at least be certain about your plan for today. You know, you're not going to concentrate everything or solve everything for the next months or years, but you can certainly work on getting through the rest of today positively. Second, calm and center yourself. There's a lot of research on who does well in emergencies. It is people who are calm and centered who live. That's where meditation comes in that we talked about earlier. Carving out 10 minutes a day to just sit there with a cup of tea and stare into space. Some people will meditate or pray, do yoga, go for a run or walk the dog. Uh, when you're calming and centering yourself and you slow down and take a good uh, take in the good, you develop traits of calm and centeredness. Being able to calm your body is absolutely fundamental. And how can other people help build our own internal resilience? Well, believe it or not, self-preoccupation, I think we all know this, creates a lot of the anxiety and stress. And taking care of other people and concentrating on them reduces the stress hormones in our own body. It protects your heart and strengthens your immune system. And I can certainly attest to that. Years ago, I was unemployed, uh, but got involved with some people who were trying to start up a new business. I was not involved in the business, but in helping them out, I found my whole attitude calmed and improved. I felt confident in advising them what to do, and it had tremendous positive impacts on me. 
So find someone you love or someone uh, you know and want to help and concentrate on making them stronger. Because we are physically distant, we need to uh, be empathetically close. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Listen more deeply, pay more attention. Realize that other people are scared, too. They might be on the opposing side of the political spectrum, but they may be worried about the same things you're worried about, perhaps their mother in a nursing home, too. And here's some ideas for short-term, how you can help calm yourself in feeling, avoid feelings of depression. Take some deep breaths and do long exhalations, which naturally slow the heart rate. Can you feel the cool air coming in, the warm air going out? Feel your diaphragm moving. Neurologically, if you tune into your body and body sensations, that pulls you out of verbal activity, which is a driver of rumination and worry. You start to engage a part of the brain called the insula. And that's not my... Uh, comment, that's Dr. Hansen, uh, and you uh, reduce activity in the default mode network, that negative brain activity that's like the uh, Velcro, and that's the basis for your rumination. Even just three breaths will make a difference, and if you do three breaths while you feel caring towards someone else or caring about you get a bonus benefit. Little positive things really do add up over time, and they gradually shift you into a more resilient and happier way of being. A minute here and a breath there really does make a difference. So take that, COVID-19. To sum it all up, through meditation, prayer, or whatever works best for you, you fully awaken your mind, spirit, and intuition. You know what you're seeking long-term, what you really want to do with your life, who you are and who you want to help, and uh, you, what you want to accomplish over your remaining years. And then you'll learn to love both yourself and those uh, with whom you have contact with, even folks, fellow residents of the world who you don't know personally. We're all in this together. And working with others, you will survive whatever more COVID-19 throws at you. And collectively, you and other resilient folks will find a way uh, to calm, to a calm, happy, and prosperous future. Now, let's all go out and take care. And remember, we will defeat the coronavirus as a team, and things will get better and uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. And goodbye for now. Thanks again for tuning in. The Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com.